0: I'm an organization freak,
1: and your host Will <laughs> uh, Landis. You gonna talk? You gonna are you gonna say things, Will? No, oh, that's are playing thing. music. No, no. All right, we take everyone. Take a five second break, and, and then Will, you start. Because we're Just gonna
2: You can use this part. All
0: right. Uh, <laughs> Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the. Second week of the Yankee Doodle podcast. We're still working on our name. We're new here. Oh, Honestly,
2: your, your enthusiasm is just yeah. It's like
0: it's very low. It's very low. Maybe you guys should fire the host already. Uh In this segment, we are each going to discuss why we chose the team that we root for. We're in the we're in the beginning stage of this podcast. We just want to get into like why we talk about each team we root for. I guess I'll start because I'm the outlier. Outlier here. I don't have a Premier League team. I root for the Nashville Soccer Club in the Major League Soccer. They have a playoff game tomorrow night. Um but I don't know, I never really got into it. I I enjoy soccer so much. and I enjoy watching it so much that I've never like I've never had an, a feeling inside me that made me be like, "Oh, like this is getting a little boring. Like I should probably root for a team and get really into it." Um I love being a neutral. I love like just putting on like a Man City Liverpool game and just enjoying the, the beautiful part of it and not freaking out and stressing over a team. Even though I love like rooting for sports teams, don't get me wrong. Um but yeah, hopefully, I feel like I still have a good amount of life left. So hopefully, at some point, I'll root for a team and and I'll get there. Maybe I'll like spend a year in London and go to some teams like season tickets and root for that team. But for now, I don't have one. Hey, well, um, all right. Next, we're gonna go to the well. Person. Yeah, we hope you have a lot of life left too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Eric. Um, I'll take over.
3: Um. So I and the host job right there. What's up? He was lining up lying, was enough to say something. And you just.
1: Yeah, 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 you just you bring down the, the barrier. It's great. Stop the trips before they happen.
0: Eric's a Chelsea team because he played a Chelsea fan because he played for a soccer team named I'm Chelsea. A Chelsea team.
1: <laughs> I'm a Chelsea team. You're gonna edit that one out? Oh, you can't. You're not the editor. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. All right, keep going, Eric. Uh, right. right. So anyway, um, I played for the uh, Manhattan Chelsea um, <laughs> as a young lad, um, having no other you know connection to any uh, any English team, any English club. Um, it seemed as good of a choice as any. Um, I don't really think anyone in the States without a real connection has that great uh, a, an argument for why they support the team that they support. Um, and it has been one of the joys of my life to uh, get further and further into uh, into the Blues. Um, watching, you know, uh, watching Aiden Hazard uh, was, you know, truly one of my formative sports experiences um, and I'll get
3: chirped, but I love it. And up the Blues, baby. All right, just to break up the blue train, I'll uh, I'll step in instead of these other fair weather fans. Um, actually, having a reason to uh, root for Tottenham. Yes, our our is, cynical Tottenham fan. <laughs> is, is, because, is because I am in fact a Jew. No, but um, I I lived in London for uh, two years, and when I moved there, being from Northwest London, um, not too far from Spurs Stadium, from White Hart Lane, for people who don't know, um, and so. A because of that, and B because at the time of me living there, one of my friends was playing for Tottenham's uh, youth academy, and so it was kind of a combination of Northwest London being Jewish and thinking that was kind of funny reason to root for a team, and him playing there kind of culminated in me rooting um, for Tottenham. And while I was there in 2011 through 2013, it was kind of some of those prime Gareth Bale years right before he left for Real. So you got to see his 31 goal season when he was just kind of lighting the Premier League on fire, and so it was a pretty exciting time to uh, start being a Tottenham fan, and then obviously. Um, they sold him, went through a few rough years and now have kind of just been on the rise and have been a really fun team to watch, um, especially with the son King connection this year. Um, and just hoping to win a trophy this year or in the in the next few years, really my main goal right now. Cool. Nice.
2: But
1: now you want
2: it. Sure. I'll go. Okay. So I'm, I'm a Liverpool <laughs> fan here. Um, Air weather bandwagon. So I became a Liverpool fan, uh, five years ago now. So this was when, uh, when Braj was, was still in charge in the season that he was fired and Klopp took over. And I started, started watching because uh, Sean um, played Liverpool film during BVS uh, preseason at Brookwood. So when I, when I started to get more into soccer, uh, I, I decided I'd watch Liverpool and because they were just on at the time. So I, I started watching them. Um, so, so Liverpool will always be connected to our awesome senior season in high school soccer uh, where, uh, where Fieldston School beat Holly prep at homecoming um and, and did some awesome things made the playoffs et cetera uh, and i wrote a few things down about why i still support liverpool and like liverpool um i think that we all <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think everyone knows that that club has a history of, of excellence about it and that's obvious um but i think yeah, it has a history of you know the collective as well and being being part of the collective uh it's like the socialist club the red club this reject city of Liverpool, this musical city. And I think that there's a real spirit and spark about the club. Uh, and outsiders can see it. It manifests itself when um, You'll Never Walk Alone happens or at Anfield or the European Nights and the flags waving at the cop end. But as a fan, I think it's something that you feel all the time, partly because it's embodied by the players who play for the club and the fans who support it um, and the way that they carry themselves uh, in support and representation of the club. Uh, and I feel like, you know, what it really stands for is a common acknowledgement of the sacredness of Liverpool, maybe, right? The sacredness of the principles of the club, uh, these principles of resilience and togetherness and history and collective. So you have play out music. I mean, this is absurd. I mean, this is just how I feel. This is the truth. Honestly, this is what I think. Um, and I think it's true at Liverpool. I think that no other club in the world can claim to represent resilience and resilience and togetherness to the level that Liverpool can. The only club I think that can claim kind of a similar spirit is Barcelona. Uh, And it's a different spirit there too. It's a different one. Um, But my favorite memory as a Liverpool fan was actually uh, Liverpool two Wolves nil when we lost the title to Man City. Um, Because, you know, it was just like this moment where you felt like the team had just given everything, they'd given everything that they possibly could have had Um, and uh, they came up just short. But I I just remember thinking, you know, I love watching this team play and, and that's Liverpool for me. So we'll see what our listeners think. All right. Don't, I see the chat blowing up. Everyone's, (laughs)
3: <laughs> wait, what, wait, what? sorry, I zoned out for 30 minutes. Let's just <laughs>
1: unpack this for a second. So, first of all, great I of passion. Board. I, I <laughs> loved it. I, I fell asleep a little bit towards the end. Like actually. Um, so this is a this is a Noah Knopf that is that is um this is a Renaissance Noah Knopf. This isn't yeah. this isn't the one you know that you always knew. This isn't uh this isn't your mother's Noah Knopf as some some might say. Um sophomore year, uh I was I, definitely, I, definitely jaded about soccer sophomore year. I love I loved JV
2: freshman year with Coach Wright mean and Spencer up top scoring a million goals. Sophomore year definitely was jaded about it. Um junior year started to like it again. Uh and and our team obviously had issues, but I, I liked it. And then senior year is when I really started to like it um and have been into it since. I think I'm honestly a better player now than I was in high school. Uh, and I'm not very good now. So I'm not really <laughs> about
1: our you high wear soccer cleats you were the same size in high school so that's so all that,
2: that matters. yeah I was I was the same size. Um, I still wear the mm-hmm. I wore the cross cleats this week and I was playing with the million
1: all right, so I'll, I'll go now. Just a quick
3: – Time out, time out, time out. Sorry, Spencer. Noah, may you please set your fantasy football lineup before I have an actual aneurysm? Oh, the games about to start right now? Do I have time? No, no, no. The two guys you have playing tonight are playing. They're in your lineup, but you need to set the rest of your lineup. And I'm playing you, and I'd rather lose than beat you with your four players. You have a guy named Ryan Knoll in the game? I don't even know he's on a roster. Hey, I
0: we're talking about American football here, by the way, listeners. All right, Spencer, keep going. Spencer, so I, I was just going to say,
1: in regards to what Noah was saying, I, I, a passion will never go unappreciated, but as long as you've got a billionaire owner and you're you're spending money like you are, I would I wouldn't go hottie totty like like it's all like Liverpool is like the heart and soul. It, I'm not denying the, the supporters and all that, but I think you can't be cynical of other teams' spending and, and ownership if. You know, there's plenty of other clubs out there who would listen to you and be like, that's absolute ridiculousness because your team is a billionaire.
2: Can I just respond before you go on? So yeah. I, I, I didn't say anything about Liverpool's spending. I feel like your comment reflects your own anxiety about Chelsea spending. And maybe some comments that I've made about Chelsea in the past. And I and I, and I will obviously acknowledge Liverpool spend a lot of money now, but I, I don't think that spending money and having principles are mutually exclusive. You know, I think you can do both. And I think that Liverpool, with the kind of players that they buy
1: what it's, principles are you referring to
2: um i think people who are not i mean this is a separate conversation at this point right
1: no it's fine you can talk
2: but 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 at liverpool like when you when they buy players for me like it's players who really are egoless uh who are driven right who are going to get better when they come to the club i think when you, <laughs> get, when you look at all their signings it's players who are who have gotten much better uh and who are who are selfless too and obviously like we all follow the off field kind uh, of <laughs> dynamics of the club right with youtube videos and stuff and interviews uh i feel like liverpool has a really good you know, friendship within the players. You know, I enjoy watching them. Um, I enjoy watching them banter and stuff and, and talk and write their books. I heard a good interview with Ox this week, just talking about the team dynamics. Who's the funny man.
1: So, so I think have heard of, have you heard of N'Golo Conte? Is he not just the most pure man you've ever met? Okay. Wait, I mean, to, yeah, to, to, not, I'm not, I'm not saying anything against Chelsea at all.
2: Like to I'm go not, to the other side of that,
1: mean, uh, you know, Mo Salah wrote like a, a, a great post about how he didn't want to shake hands with the Israel team. I <laughs> yeah, Salah is the one, possibly the one exception in my opinion. But even he, is still not know, stop on. starting. I, I, I don't think that egolessness is gonna is gonna stick for a while once Jota takes his spot. No way. One, two? Jota? Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: Salah. Salah, Sala, I think could go in the next I year. I think, I, he, I think he should. Go. I think he should go. I think he
0: should go to Madrid. Can... All right, Spencer. I'm why I'm do you like Chelsea? Bro. I'm,
1: I'm <laughs> simply just trying to poke some holes.
0: I'm trying Spencer, to. Poke Spencer, some why do you like Chelsea, bro? Because bro, what's I. What's wrong
1: with your audio, dude? Is something wrong? yeah it's I fine like it. it's fine so i as everyone knows born in new york moved to london when i was an infant and my father so i this was probably when i was one or two years old took myself and my older brother he, he was my dad was trying to get us in or was trying to get into soccer didn't have a team didn't really care so much brought me and my older brother to both the old emirates and stanford bridge and sort of was gonna let us just choose. I was way too young to make the choice, but apparently my older brother went to the Emirates, went to Stanford Bridge, and enjoyed Stanford Bridge more, liked the color blue. Uh, I, I supposedly, Stanford Bridge was nicer at the time than the old Emirates.
0: Well, that new- was that was Highbury where Arsenal used to play, right? I think so. Yeah, I went to that stadium like 05.
1: Yeah, they, they got a new, the, the new Emirates was incredibly nice. Um, the choice might've been different if we'd gone later, but yeah, so basically my entire life uh we've been chelsea fans
0: so as you guys can tell we have one fan that lived in england rooted for the team and the other three are <laughs> i
3: literally lived in Living there well,
0: how long were you in england for a semester right here's a
1: here's a here's a, here's 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 a point you know i i didn't really make the choice and there's something to be said about people being born into it and not making a choice and and that's that's why i try and poke holes in noah's argument is because So many people are born into the teams that they support all throughout Europe. And it's not like anyone's really making a choice because they think their team's, you know, more righteous or their supporters are more loyal or any, like, you're kind of born into it. And then it's the passion you show that kind of determines what your fanhood and why you support. It's less, you don't have any control over the team. So it's kind of pointless to to attach yourself to something that you don't necessarily are part of. It's sort of what you want to embody and how you support as a fan that determines that more than anything. So you're, so you're pro-choice. Huh. I mean, No, I'm, I'm, re- I'm recognizing that not everyone is born supporting a team and people have to make choices, but you can't ignore the fact that the majority of fans are born into supporting a team and no choice. So trying to find a rationale isn't always ne- necessary. It's not right. like you have to explain. Why.
3: A person when I moved to London tried to convince me that it would be more fun to root for a championship team fighting for promotion than it would be to choose a team um, in the top four. And I kind of found a middle ground with Tottenham because they were.
1: <laughs> were you a QPR supporter for a little?
3: Yeah, I started, I, I watched a few QPR games. I went to Craven Cottage. I almost became a Fulham uh, supporter. Saw so them moved 2-1 to, one to uh, Man City, I so I was a run run Nazary, and then landed on Tottenham because at the time they were kind of unspectacular in a sense, I guess. Um, and they've grown in
0: stature since then. It's been and fun
1: that's to a be thing that takes a big, like certain <laughs> audience <laughs> in his daily life. Just, just an unspectacularity about them. <laughs> All right,
0: that that was a good segment, guys. I knew that would go long, but I think the listeners definitely appreciate your opinions. No, I'm literally going to send that segment to Roger Bennett and see what he thinks. <laughs> Obviously, here we're going to be talking more about the Premier League and news and scores, predictions, everything that regular Jewish American boys would say about the Premier League. We're going to be talking about that, but this weekend there was no Premier League. Oh
1: no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or whatever
3: um, will we talk about I all right,
0: right. USA, the, USA beat Panama
3: 6-2 I think it was awesome to see um, <laughs> some of like the lesser known guys especially in the U.S. rank like everyone knows the Weston McKinney the Pulisic the Gio but to see um, some of the other guys score and to be active uh, the guy from PSV I don't even know how to say his the last G-Lidezma. name Ledesma Ledesma and like Noki Genoki Genoki come on bro watch the real and it was cool to see those guys because really they don't get much press. And so it was good to see that there's kind of a supporting cast around the core of the uh the US youngsters.
1: Yeah, gotta say, impressed by Legette. Um, I think he I think he really, you know, was sick. He's not one of the ones that people are generally excited about, but um, I think he showed up a decent amount. Um, one that uh that uh Jake, I think left off of his list, you know, Serginho Dest. This is a, this is a player that's, you know, combining the week. Uh, He looks, looks unbelievable. Um, I would have liked to have seen a bit more Conrad. I think he's really talented, but overall just buzzing about the team. Um, I I agree with that,
0: Eric. I think that one thing was clear is that Sebastian Soto, if he picks the U S should be our striker in the future. That's what I came out of that game with. And I'll say my first hot take is that obviously what we saw was great. They looked awesome. They're still young. The World Cup's in what, two years? I still think Josie Althor should be our striker. That's
3: awesome. Yeah, that's uh,
1: an extremely hot take.
3: I, I hate eh. what do you think? Who do you think, think? It's that hot. I mean, you just think about the past, and the US traditionally trusts their more experienced guys, especially in situations like the World Cup. Like, sure, all these guys are exciting, but let's not forget that a few days prior to beating Panama, a below average team, yep, they played well and they made the last World Cup, I think. But, um, they tied 0-0, they drew, it with Wales's B team. And, honestly, they missed a lot of open chances. They looked inexperienced. They looked nervous playing what I would consider a semi-big team in Wales. Um, I just think there's a long way to go. I say, depending on the group for the next World Cup, they make the round of 16, but no further than that, I'd say. No shot.
1: Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a little worried about the center backs. Are you a USA fan? I'd go back and forth. <laughs> I'm, a, <laughs> Rob, I'm a dual, I'm a Rob dual citizen. <laughs> Where would you declare? Depends who's president. <laughs> which team would you play for? Oh. Uh, you have to play for England. I mean, I think it'd be yeah. more fun to play for the three Lions, but also right now I'd say three Lions, but you know, who's to say what's going to happen in the next six to ten years? I Honestly, both teams are pretty exciting. I have a pretty exciting future ahead. Right now, I, I'd rather play for England. But what's our thing? They're the three Lions. We're, the,
0: We're the, the red, white, and
1: blue, are The red, white,
2: and blue? Yeah, I guess.
1: Um, I but no, just what I was saying, Like, there's obviously an abundance of attacking talent. It's just gonna be a question of like, yeah, I was texting earlier, it's likening it to Chelsea. It's not that there's such a glaring problem right now with center backs, it's like they're serviceable, but it, I'm not really sure what the pipeline looks like. And in next World Cup two years, World Cup after that six years there's there's plenty of time and plenty of players that can come through in that time but I don't really know of any like talents like we have on attack that are in Europe right now playing quality football yeah that's that's my only qualm I guess right now obviously a lot to look forward to but something to keep an eye on moving forward and if they want to move forward in the World Cup in advance to later your stages no you got any input here I got I got two takes
2: so I only saw the highlights of the Panama game. I thought a lot of headers move to Russia. I I, I thought, I thought it was a lot of headers and sometimes the headers don't fall for you. And I feel like the U S no matter how good we get is always going to be a, a team that's somewhere lying on. So, 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 so that was a little takeaway. And the other was similar to what Spencer said. It feels to me like, uh, there's still a lot of talent coming through the pipeline. And my assumption is that every year, um, the, the youth talent will only be better and better if that makes sense, because the youth game has grown every year in the US, right? So each class coming through will have more and more prospects, etc. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we start to see like people who have short careers in the national team. So guys who get to be 20, right? And then it's their turn for like two, three years. And then someone else comes along who's actually better than them, right? And they get pushed out of the team. Uh, and I think that would be like a kind of cool thing if there's this wave phenomena of, of young Americans coming through. Um, so I don't know, maybe we'll start to hit our peak in like five, six years and actually be like a, a good team. But it's an exciting young team right now. I think I think it's a milestone that all the players were from Europe. Um and that will probably be the norm going forward.
3: I, I think one thing we should all agree on before we close off. I don't know how long until we close off this US talk, but I think the one thing that all of us can probably be in agreement in is that none of us really want to see Michael Bradley on the squad come twenty twenty two. I think he's just the most average player of all time. Um and he on the team well, prime at thirty five, so I I actually think if there was a World Cup today, he would not be on the team. I think he's like out of it. Projected by ESPN to be in the squad for 2022.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the. I don't really understand the faith that we have in like the US's traditional way of doing things. That we've like relied on veteran strikers in the past. Like, yeah, worked out great for us in 2018, right? Like that went super well. My last question on this is whether we think Yunus Musa stays or he declares for England or Italy or you know the the uh, the long shot Ghana.
0: Yeah, I think just first off, if any of the listeners don't know, the reason why he has the option of being on the U.S. National, men's national team is because he was born while his mom was on vacation here,
3: nine day vacation. And to second that um, to Eric's point about Musa, um, I think that the big thing for him is that if you've been following U.S. MNT only on Twitter, you'll see right. that he uh, he followed he followed all the players. They followed him back, and they've all been commenting on each other's Instagram. So to you, know, they just have camaraderie. They're all young. I think that's a bit another big poll. Like he goes to like an Italy. What what are the teams he can play for? Italy and Italy, England, Ghana. So wow. he, okay, so maybe England. But if he goes to like Italy, like that's a little bit of an older team. Um, I think he's just like in that like I don't know. It's like exciting to be in that young core of the U.S., especially in a country with 300 million people who come World Cup time become all become soccer fans. So I think it's a really cool position that he's in um, potentially to be kind of like the main trio of American stars going forward.
0: Agreed. I think we should move on from this. Um couple more points. First, um, Germany, Spain. What happened there? (laughs) That was a beatdown. It was sick, though. Did did a little uh, research on
1: it just because, you know, I had never seen a a scoreline like that um, where, you know, uh, Manuel Neuer was involved in a really long time. Um, So the last time uh, that he gave up a game close to this, this was his worst game ever. Um, second worst was 5-2 to Dortmund um in the German Cup in 2012 where he let up a hat trick to none other than Robert Lewandowski his future teammate. Um and so while I'm not saying Ferran Torres is the new Robert Lewandowski, I think it's worth talking about, you know, whether his international performance uh cements his spot in the the Man City squad going forward. Yeah. All
3: right. Let's, let's just quickly just go back to Noah's uh, comment asking if torres was that much better than jack harrison uh, <laughs> I, I love jack and i think he's a great player with a lot of prospects but freezing cold takes yeah at old takes exposed he's
2: <laughs> gonna you know. have that take after he scores a hat trick against germany but give it a couple months we'll see how he likes winter in england you know we'll see jack 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 can play in the cold i'll tell you that jack can play in the cold
1: oh uh, yeah little berkshire boy now he's tipping up to westchester for manhattan soccer club games
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some of my, my – the, 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 uh, one of the coaches I work with at Milton, like, played for Milton and played against Jack Harrison when he played for Berkshire. So he's a, the best player he's ever seen. <laughs> yeah, no doubt.
0: Cool. All right, let's move on from this. We're going to go into this weekend's Prem Games. We'll try to do it a little quick just because we're running kind of late here. First thing I want to say, just a quick thing from Noah. Noah, talk about Liverpool's injuries because it is bad.
2: Uh, it's super bad. Um, uh, Fabinho is supposed to come back soon, so we'll have Fabinho. I think that uh, Nat Phillips has been solid. Um, Reese Williams, I haven't seen that much. I haven't gotten to watch a full Champions League game. He's, he's
3: injured. He's injured. He got injured in England's U21. Hendo <laughs>
2: hendo, hendo could play some center back. um he'll get hurt too.
3: Nico Williams I
2: think Hendo could come back. Nico is gonna have to play some right back, or we could see Milner play right back. I, w- I would bank on seeing Milner there because yeah, his voice on the field.
1: Um, doesn't he, Does he play right back? Huh? Does Didn't Nico he play, play right back some point in the past two years?
2: He played left back for a couple seasons and he can play right back too. Um, yeah. So I, I think we'll see him because of his presence and his voice. Uh it's it's not good. Uh, I mean, it's a good good twist in the plot, right? Like now the league is really wide open. Uh, and it's gonna be exciting to see Liverpool this year.
3: And a um, big game this good. weekend. Yeah. It'll be interesting I, to see what everyone predicts for that game. I know I got my uh my prediction all lined up. Nice segue, Jake.
0: All right. Do I want to do it? thanks okay so we're gonna go through each game this weekend everyone's gonna quickly say what they think the score is gonna be and then when we get the recording like edited and we get everyone's answers i'll write it down and keep a tally throughout the season mr pwc you got this in an excel sure mr uh general Mills. um so we're gonna go in the same order every time let's go quick fire first game chelsea at newcastle i'll go first i'll say 3-1 chelsea noah
3: 1-1
0: jake
3: uh 2-0 chelsea eric Nothing,
1: Chelsea. I have it written down. I promise, Spencer. Ridiculous, Hawk. The hey, hey,
0: we're going quick here, Spencer. Three nil. sorry Reno. Did
1: You say no draws?
3: No, you can do draws.
0: All right, all right. I'll stick with one one.
3: Okay. Well, um, you, wait. Sorry. Well, you're just kind of down, win or loss, though, right?
0: We'll figure that out at the end. All right. Um, next one is Brighton at Villa. Uh, oof, zero zero draw. Noah.
2: I'm gonna go one one again. Actually, here.
0: <laughs> okay. one nil.
3: Who? Villa. Dude, I hate you. Spencer. I'm not looking. Two I don't know what you're
1: choosing. Spencer. 2-1 Villa. Okay. Uh,
0: oh. oop, Here comes the big one of the week. Man City
1: at Tottenham. Can I go first this time? Sure. 1-1. One, 1-1? One.
0: One, one. Okay, I'll go next. I'll say 2-1 City. Noah.
3: 2-1 Spurs. Jake. 3-1 Spurs.
0: <laughs> Spencer. Like every time. You guys are a bunch of squids. Spencer. 2-2. 2-2. Okay. West Brom at Man U. I'm going to say 4-0 United. Noah?
3: Yeah,
2: 3-0 United.
0: Jake?
3: Um. Let's go. 5-0 United. Greenwood hat trick.
0: Eric?
1: 3-0 United. Rashford with a brace. Spencer? 3-1 Man U. Okay. Uh, next game.
0: West Brom? Next game is Sunday. Everton at Fulham. Everton at Fulham. I'm going first. Say- okay, Jake, go.
3: 3-0 Everton. Uh Brace for Rodriguez.
0: All right. I'm going to say 2-1 Fulham, Noah.
3: 2-0 no, Everton. Eric. 2-0 no, Everton. Spence. i'm and everyone.
0: All right. Uh, next game. Oh, another. Oh uh, no. West Ham at Sheffield. 1-1 one, one draw, Noah. No, I got 2-0 no, West Ham. Jake.
1: I was going to say 1-1 one, one draw as well. Eric. One-one draw. Spence. 1-0 no, West Ham.
3: <laughs>
0: All right. Arsenal at Leeds. I'm going to say 3-0 no, Arsenal, Noah.
3: Um, 2-1, Arsenal. 2-2, draw.
1: 2-1, Leeds. My hot take of the week. Nice. 4-3, Arsenal. <laughs> wow. What was the score? 4-3. 4-3. Oh. All right. Next game is Leicester at Liverpool. Wait, can I go, actually? Yeah. Yeah, it's my second hot take of the week. Leicester 3, Liverpool 2.
0: Okay. I'm going to say 2-2, draw, Noah. 4-2, Liverpool. <laughs> <Okay>.
1: <laughs> there he is. Um, I was going
0: to say 2-2, draw, well. So. Spence? 2-1 Leicester. Wow, a lot of, wow, that's crazy. All right, Crystal Palace at Burnley. Um, God, what a boring game. 3-1 <laughs> palace. 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 Palace is fun to watch
1: sometimes. Yeah, yeah their attack. I'll say 2-1 Palace. Two, one palace.
3: <laughs>
1: Noah? 2-1 Palace. Hawk? 1-1 one, one draw. Ooh. Boring one. 2-0 two, two, no, Palace. Okay. And then the last
2: game of the weekend is Southampton at
0: for Burnley.
1: Burnley
3: is awful. Burnley is awful. Where's the game, Will? Palace at, at Palace or at Burnley?
0: For everyone, I've been saying it's Palace at Burnley. Listen up, Jake. And the last game of the weekend, Southampton at Wolves. 3, three 1 Wolves, Noah.
2: Um, yeah, 2 0 no Wolves.
1: Uh, 2 2 draw. Two, 2 1 Southampton. I like that, Hawk. You're really them. good. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And, is- and I always think, like wolves should be so much better than they are, but then they just play
0: down. And I, it, anyway, Spence,
1: yeah. one one. All
0: right, I'll I'll write those down and we'll keep a tally. Um, that's all the host has on the agenda. Anyone got any last thoughts? Any betting tips for the weekend?
2: Maybe we do. Uh, maybe when on the podcast we do the predictions as like one guy per prediction, so we don't all do the, do it. You know.
3: Why? But it's fun to keep score throughout the season to see who's doing well and who's not.
2: We can still submit, but we can talk through one. All
3: right, okay. bet, bet, betting tip I, of the week. I, I, you do a match of the week. Week offs betting tip of the week is uh sprinkle a little Everton Fulham over two and a half. <laughs> and,
0: and Griezmann if Messi isn't playing.
3: And don't bet on international. Yeah, bet, bet Griezmann, knew, uh, bet Griezmann to
1: score against his old club this weekend. All right. This has been the kickabout with your host, <laughs> Hernandez. Thanks for watching. What about? And the kickabout. Uh,
3: kick, the, the I kick, thought I misheard kick. you.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Stop now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, Dustin, we'll see you next time.
0: Well, Thanks, time everyone.
2: Thank you. <laughs>